coming up on lockdown Dodgers, the Dodgers were down by seven, then were down by one, and then ended up losing by eight. It was a rough game for Julio Diaz and everyone else who pitched. It was a somewhat good game for the offense. We'll get into that. We'll get into Julio. We'll get into Yancy Almonte. We'll get into a bunch of things. So that's what's on task. Make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you never want to miss a day, because you know we're not going to, you want to be an everydayer, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, and you'll get it sent directly to your phone on a click on a little push notification or however you have it set up and never miss a day. If this is your first time listening and watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and I'm usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but it'll just be me today. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team. We spend a lot of time watching the team, and uh, we're here to bring you the Smart Fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning for around 30 minutes. So that's what I'm here to do today. Uh, unfortunately, today we're coming off a loss, and we get to talk about what's wrong with Julio Diaz and what's wrong with Yancey Almonte and kind of look forward to the rest of this series and see if hopefully the Dodgers can salvage uh, and win the next three or at the very least win two of the next three. So, yeah, the Dodgers uh, – didn't start off very well. Julio Diaz struggled. By the time you opened your eyes in like the fifth inning, it was nine to two. Dodgers did a good job coming back offensively, uh, scoring five in the sixth inning to to make it nine seven. They picked up another run in the seventh, made it nine eight, and then after that, the Dodgers gave up seven runs in the eighth inning, and uh, the game was out of hand after that. They gave up seven home runs in total. Every Pitcher that came in gave up at least three runs. So it was just one of those days. But obviously the the main conversation we're going to have today is about Julio Diaz. And he went three innings, gave up six hits, six earned runs, four home runs, only struck out one. He just, he looked good the first two innings. And then the third inning, everything kind of fell apart. And, you know, this is now the third time this season Julio's had a start where he didn't really look good at all. And uh, his ERA is up to, I believe, 439 now. Yeah, he's at 439 ERA, a whip of 1.16. He's now got more innings pitched than strikeouts on the season. And it's just, you know, not looking good for someone who's pitching for a payday. You know, Julio Diaz isn't making himself any extra money right now. And you, you try to see what's different. And, you know, you you kind of saw yesterday. It's not so much the pitches that are, you know, that much different from years past. You know, you look at the vertical movement and his vertical movement on on 
his pitches is essentially the same. Obviously, he had the cutter this year, but he really kind of abandoned the cutter usage a little bit. Uh, he's throwing that about 9% of the time. You know, you look at vertical movement, it's about the same. You look at uh, horizontal movement, but, and it's about the same. He's got a little bit less run on his fastball, but, you know, not huge difference. You look at pitch velocity and yeah his velocity is down from years past but i don't nothing to the point that it's like extremely concerning i mean he just doesn't throw as hard anymore but he's still been able to be effective now he's just not being able to be effective and and it's from missing like in the zone and and yesterday he struggled and if you look at every pitch that was hit for a home run, the pitch was right down the middle. You know, no matter what pitch it was, it was right down the middle. It was fastball right down the middle, change up right down the middle, you know, the, the slurve right down the middle. So Julio operates best when he's hitting corners, when he's touching the top of the zone, touching the bottom of the zone, you know, touching the outside, touching the inside. He's staying away from the middle part of the zone. And yesterday he didn't stay away from the middle part of the zone. And the Cardinals made him pay. The Cardinals are a hot offense right now. They've scored, you know, seven, I think they're averaging like seven runs over the last 10, 11 games when they've been on this 8 2 run. And Julio, you know, played right into it. And, and you kind of look at his pitches this year on, on a whole. And now Julio's given up, I believe. A bunch of home runs this year. I, it, I think he was up to 14 home runs allowed. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 14 home runs allowed so far this season. He's he's up there. I believe tied for the major league lead or, or has the major league lead. And it's because he, he's not there with his command. And, and he's not been able to, you know, Julio's, like I said, a guy that lives in the corners, lives on the, on the edges. And he's not living there. And when he has to bring this stuff into the zone a little bit more, you know, realistically, it's not elite stuff at the moment. And and guys are taking advantage of it. And you know, the, the the biggest part for like the home runs allowed is he's allowing most of his home runs on the forcing fastball uh, and the changeup. And those are two pitches that work well when they're being utilized right. Like I said, on the edges. Uh, in the corners and and when they're not you know Julio's fastball averages 93 miles an hour that's not overpowering enough for a major league hitter uh if the if a fastball is in the zone they're able to hit a fastball and, and as good as the changeup is if the changeup's over the middle of the plate you know it's not that hard to hit because it, it's right there and he you know his his changeup has movement but like i said it, it, the elite movement that it used to have maybe not quite there uh, he's down a little bit in, in horizontal movement on it. Vertical movement is still there, but it's, like I said, not elite at the moment. And, and a less elite one, it's packaged around the fact that he's throwing it over the middle of the plate. So, you know, Julio, there was some talk after the game about tipping pitches from, or uh, they asked Dave Roberts about, you know, maybe it was Julio tipping pitches and, he didn't want to say yes, but he also said maybe, you know, it's something they had to clear the kitchen, uh, I think was the wording he used, which basically, you know, kind of 
break it down and, and take it back simple wise and see, you know, okay, was he tipping pitches? Was he, um, you know, what was there something that the Cardinals were catching on? Because, you know, he did say that the Cardinals were, were hitting Julio hard. Uh, I forget what the exact wording he, he said, but like basically, you know, they were hitting Julio hard and, you know, maybe there was tipping, but regardless, like I said, I, I went back and, and you know, obviously watched the homers that he gave up and went back. And okay, so here it is Dave Roberts on whether Julio Diaz might have been tipping pitches. Says, I, I hate to discount what they did, it just seemed like they were on everything. Obviously, I know that hitting guy over there, it's Turner Ward, it's something he prides himself on. He didn't make good pitches, they were on everything, but I think we've got to clean our kitchen as well and look into that. But I don't know definitively. And yeah, obviously tipping pitches is a, is a big jump from hey he just had a bad game, but again you don't need to tip pitches with the location that the four home runs in that inning, you know, yeah would tipping pitches have helped them? Yes, obviously, but every pitch was right down the middle. You know, regardless of if it was changeup or the slurve or a fastball, it was right down the middle, and you know guys can hit pitches down the middle, so. Uh, we're going to, you know, is there concern for Julio? We'll, we'll get into that a little bit, and then we'll kind of get into Yenti Almonte and the rest of the bullpen arms that pitched yesterday and see if there's anything else we can we can find out there. Uh, so that's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare, and So Rare is a revolutionary new fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike the other fantasy baseball platforms, server managers truly own their fantasy experience. You can collect, you can buy, you can sell, you can compete with player cards against global opponents to win rewards and prizes. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. The more you win, the more you advance, the more increasingly powerful cards you collect, the more next level competitions you access, the more rewards you can win. And so rare games. So what happens? There's MLB game weeks or twice weekly. They span a three to four day cycle. You know, you get your cards, you put them in, you you line them up, and obviously you need your guys to perform just like you know Dave Roberts needs his guys to perform on the field. At the end of the game weeks, the managers that are top near or top the leaderboards get a bunch of rewards. There's there's cards for the game. There's game tickets. There's for actual games, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences. Um, obviously the prices vary on, on what, how big the competition is. So head to rare.com slash locked on. That's S O R A R E.com slash locked on to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. And remember, you can listen to every Dodgers home broadcast on the Sirius XM, on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Simply search Dodgers. Dodgers take on the Cardinals tonight at 5.15 p.m. If you can't watch and you want to listen, Sirius XM or the SXM app and search Dodgers and you can listen to the home broadcast. All right, um, real quick on Julio, just last point. Are we worried? Are we concerned? Obviously, it's concerning. I don't know if we're full. I don't know. I'm not fully concerned yet, but it's concerning. And, you know, I don't know 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it's a command issue at this point. The stuff is not a, you know, not elite anymore. Let, let's be realistic. The stuff's not elite. It's still really good stuff, and it's still, you know, number one, number two quality stuff. But that stuff is only number one, number two quality when it's piggybacked or on top of elite command, and that's where Julio's lived. You know, basically since he's been good the last few years, it's it's mostly command based. His stuff hasn't changed that much. Velocity's gone down a little bit, but, you know, essentially he wasn't a, a 98 mile an hour throwing guy anyways. He was, you know, lived mid to mid to high 90s, I guess, if 96 is considered high 90s. Now he's mid to low 90s, 93, 95. But that doesn't change. Like I said, it, it it's for him with the pitch mix he has, the command is huge. The command isn't there. This is unfortunately what's going to happen sometimes and uh it's concerning i'm not concerned yet and we'll obviously that can change really fast if he has another couple bad starts so um one guy that is another guy that is concerning um and maybe more so on the precipice of concerned is yancy almonte so like i mentioned earlier the dodgers had four guys pitched they all gave up at least three runs Phil Bickford gave up three runs. Phil Bickford, we've talked about him a lot. That's basically what he is at this point. He is the last man in your bullpen, or that's what he was at. He's still kind of there, but last man in your bullpen, sometimes he's going to give up three runs in in an inning. Sometimes he's going to go three innings and just give up one run in extra inning. Like, you don't know what you're going to get with Phil Bickford, which is why he's not considered one of the Dodgers' you know main relievers. Uh, but obviously there are times when you have to use him. And yet last yesterday was one of those times and he gave up more runs. Uh, the other one, Andre Jackson gave the Dodgers some length, three and a third innings. Also ended up giving up three runs. His year in the season's up to seven, nine, eight. Andre Jackson at this point is nothing more than, uh, you know, mop up slash innings eater. He... You know, we talked about him in maybe a similar role to, you know, Ross Stripling or Mitch White in the past. I don't know if he has that stuff. And if he does, he he's definitely not showing it this year. Uh, he was a lot better last year in that in the, the similar role than he has this year. Uh, but yeah, at this point, he only you think he has probably what three options left after this one. Um, so who knows how long he'll stay on the roster this time. And then after that, the Dodgers are going to have to be a little bit more selective when they call him up. And realistically, the way he's pitching, he doesn't need to be called up unless they absolutely need him in a pinch, which is what happened this time. Yancy Almonte was a guy that was supposed to be one of the, you know, late inning guys for the Dodgers this year, along with, you know, Bruce Dark Gratterall, Evan Phillips, Alex Vesia. And obviously that hasn't quite gone the way the Dodgers won. Alex Vesia is currently in AAA. Evan Phillips has been good. Bruce Gratterall has not been great, but not been bad. He's just kind of been meh. Uh, but at this point, Yancey Almonte has been bad. He has a 9 ERA. He only has 13 strikeouts and 18 innings pitched. He has a whip of 1.78. He's not been good. He's had He had one stretch, I think, with five scoreless appearances, and other than that, He's not been good. And and this is a guy that, you know, relievers volatile. That's you know, what we like to say here. And he wasn't a big strikeout guy even last year. You know, he had 33 strikeouts in 35 innings. It's not like he was a, a big strikeout guy. But he had a 102 ERA last year. 
and he only allowed two home runs. He's already allowed four this year in essentially half as many innings. And for him, it's very similar to Julio in the sense of he's missing his spots. And he's, you know, yesterday you look at when he came in and he gave up a home run and it was on a changeup over the plate. He gave up the home run to Contreras. It was on a sweeper over the plate after really missing big on the first two pitches. Uh, he got Con- Contreras to chase one and he went back to the same pitch. And this one was in the, in the zone and uh, crushed, crushed over the wall. And for Almonte, you know, similar, we, we, you look at, we go to look, okay, what's different from last year. And there's not a huge difference. He's throwing the sweeper around five per around 4% less of the time, which is maybe a, an issue. So like last year he threw a sweeper 47, almost 48% of the time had a 119 batting average against it, had a 203 slugging percentage against it. Wasn't as lucky either because he had a 240 expected slugging percentage. So this year the sweeper is similar, 43.8% of the time, a 167 batting average against a slugging percentage of 333 and an expected slugging percentage of 363. You know, 11 of his strikeouts have come from the sweeper. And he has a 43% whiff percentage on that sweeper. The issue is every other pitch that he's thrown. His sinker has a 355 batting average against with the 44 slugging. His changeup has a 500 batting average against with the 900 slugging. And his forcing fastball has a 333 batting average against with an ex- with slugging percentage of 1.333. And none of those are, you know, really off what they're expected. Like his slugging percentage 1.333, the expected slugging was 1352. His changeup, 900 slugging, 901 expected slugging. His sinker, 44 slugging, 445 expected slugging. And he's not getting unlucky. He's getting hit, and he's getting hit hard. And he's, you know, his sweeper is still that pitch. Every other pitch has not been that pitch. And for the sweeper, you, you know, you take a look at what it where it's at, and he's living in the lower outs. Well, to a righty's lower outside part of the zone, lefty's obviously lower inside part of the zone. You look at his sinker though, his sinker is up in the zone and over the middle of the plate, at least for the most like where he's throwing it the most is over the middle of the plate. His forcing fastball, which he doesn't throw that often, he's usually trying to get it up in the zone. And you know, if you're throwing a fastball up in the zone, you want it out of the zone, basically. And he's leaving it in the zone, and that's why it's getting hit. And his changeup is – he doesn't throw his changeup for a strike enough. Um, and, you know, guys are, are hitting it as well. So it's just a matter of all his other pitches, he's missing. Uh, he's missing his spots. And, you know, the sweeper is exactly where you want it to be, out, you know, barely in the zone or, out, you know, right outside the zone, low. And, like I said, low and away to righties, low and into lefties. The sinker, low, mostly over the plate. The changeup, not enough in the zone to make guys, you know, take it or or swing and miss. And then the forcing fastball too much in the zone. So from Monte again, it, it's that matter. And it, the four percent difference isn't a huge difference in like the the sweeper usage. 
But if the sweeper is working, keep using the sweeper. And and that's easier said than done because the sweeper was working, or the sweeper works, but then he threw four straight to to Contreras, and on the fourth one, it was a home run. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, Mark Pryor would know better, obviously, of, of what the issue is. And I, there is concern there because he was not good before, and he had a good year last year, and now he's back to being not good. So I think it's a matter of finding that command, you know, working not so much in the zone and, you know, tr- trying to figure out, you know, get that sweeper usage increased a little bit. So that's what's w- with, with Almonte. Now we're going to look forward to the rest of the series because yesterday's game, just enough talking about yesterday's game. So that's what's on task to make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are, if you're into comfortable clothes and Bird Dogs is here for you, and they're shorts or they have pants, but I'm going to talk about the shorts because they sent me some. They sent me a couple pairs of shorts and they're great. They're, they're great fitting. You look, you know, you look good, obviously, but you feel good wearing bird dogs. They got the stretchy fabric, you know, so you don't want to be constricted these days, especially, you know, we're in a more comfort lifestyle than before. You know, nobody's tucking in their shirts and wearing, you know, slacks every day or you might, but uh, at least in, in L.A., we're not. We're wearing shorts where we want comfort. You know, we might go to the beach or we might go, you know, some people go golfing. I don't. Some people, you know, go wherever. And bird dogs, they're comfort. You can wear them wherever. They're versatile. You can wear them, like I said, golf course or go hang out with friends or to a brewery or to dinner or whatever the case is. They're there for you. And, yeah, if I'm going, you know, to go to the grocery store real quick, you know, let me throw on a, you know, let me throw on my bird dogs. If I'm going to go hang out with some friends, go watch, you know, a game, uh, let me throw on my bird dogs. They're there for you and they're comfortable and they're fun. You know, they're, they're short, you know, I guess they're, they're whatever it is. But the other part is they have this lining inside. It, it's kind of like swim trunks and it adds to the comfort. I'm not going to lie. It adds to the comfort and, I don't know if this is the way of the future, but it might be the way of the future. Uh, a lot more shorts wear lining inside. Makes you feel comfortable. Makes you feel good. Makes you feel you know, like, you, like you can take on the world. So right now, go to birddogs.com slash MLB, and you can get a custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler when you enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. They also sent me this Yeti style tumbler, and Yeti style tumblers, well, Yeti style tumblers are great. Keeps your drinks, cold drinks cold, hot drinks hot. Get the little bird dogs logo on it. It's you know perfect size for on the go or at home when you're watching the game, whatever you whatever you want. So that's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter the promo code locked on MLB. Get your free Yeti style tumbler with every order. Go get you some comfortable shorts. Go to bird dogs. All right, that's gonna do it. Thank you for or no, that's not gonna do it, but uh thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Becoming every day or by listening. Every day, my every Monday through Friday, as we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. Remember, Dodgers play at five fifteen tonight. If you're not going to be around to to watch, but you want to listen, you can get SiriusXM or the SXM app. Search Dodgers, and you can get the home broadcast for every game. You can also listen to Locked On Dodgers on there if you search for Locked On Dodgers. Uh, so, real quick, Freddie Freeman yesterday uh, hit his three hundredth career home run. He 
hit a grand and it came in grand fashion. It was grand slam in the sixth inning that got the Dodgers within nine seven. Uh, Max Muncy hit a homer in the next inning to get it to nine eight, and then that's when uh, Andre Jackson and Yancy Almonte fell apart and gave up seven runs, and the Dodgers lost sixteen eight. But you know, for Freddie. He's hit the wall a few times since getting 299. He finally got one over the wall. And he now becomes the 144th player in MLB history with at least 300 homers and 1,000 RBIs. It says, uh, oh, 144 player, only the seventh active player right now. Um, After the game, the team gave him a champagne toast. You know, I, Mookie talked, a few guys talked. I know Mookie talked, four other guys talked. And yeah, it's a big accomplishment for Freddie. Congrats to him. You know, just he's not a home run hitter, but 300 home runs is a significant accomplishment for him. And, you know, realistically, with four more years after this year with the Dodgers, he should at least get to 400 career home runs. Uh, and number 400 should come in a Dodger uniform. So, you know, hopefully that happens for Freddie. Uh, other than that, not too much to talk about this game offensively. Yes, the Dodgers did score eight runs. That should be enough to win. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. I said Freddie had a couple hits. Um, JD had an RBI two two run double in the first inning. Months he had the solo home run. Uh, but again, not much to write home about. So let's look at the rest of this series coming up, and you know what, what's around for the Dodgers. They got Stephen Matz. They're facing Stephen Matz today. Um, against who's pitching for the Dodgers today against, sorry guys, I completely lost Gonsolin, Tony Gonsolin against Steven Matz. That should be one. The Dodgers have a pitching advantage and Gonsolin has been pretty good this year. Ideally Gonsolin has an efficient game. The Dodgers really need one of these starters to go deep into a game because this bullpen is taxed. Uh, one note, Michael Grove was, in the Dodgers clubhouse on the taxi squad in case they need him. I would imagine Andre Jackson is going to get optioned and Michael Grove is going to get added today uh, just in case Gonsolin struggles. And also Andre Jackson through three and a third, he's probably going to be down for at least three days, two, three days. Uh, and they need arms now. So that's, that's what's there. Uh, you know, Michael Grove was supposed to go on a rehab assignment uh, and his rehab assignment is seemingly going to be in the major leagues now because the Dodgers are probably going to activate them. If not today, then for sure this weekend. You know, Gonsolin, the Dodgers really need a, a, a at least six innings out of him. They need to, to kind of reset this bullpen uh, because they're they're treading water right now, and, and it's not good. You got Saturday's game. You got Syndergaard versus Mikolas. You know, Mikolas is a good pitcher, but he you know doesn't have elite st- st- or he doesn't have elite velocity. Dodgers can get to him. Syndergaard, you know, similar on the other side. Syndergaard doesn't have elite velocity. The Cardinals could get to him. Um, we'll see how his finger is. We'll see what, you know, how off or how effective he is. I would imagine the effectiveness is going to determine how long he pitches more so than he can go 60 pitches again for effectiveness or for you know his finger issue and if he if he can't go 85 90 pitches in a start the dodgers need to throw him on the injured list and uh you know obviously i don't know who there's not a lot coming up gavin stone's already coming up for for dustin may realistically but kind of got to figure it out and then sunday you got probably the best pitching matchup of of the weekend you got kershaw versus jack flaherty flaherty struggled a few more than a few times this year, had a good, his best start of the year, his last start, 
Uh, he's you know a tough righty, um, but the Dodgers do hit righties better, so we'll see what happens there. Kershaw, again, coming off a little bit of a struggle against the Twins, um, but he'll look to get it going on Sunday. So that's the look toward the weekend. The Cardinals, again, are 9-2 and two in their last 11. They're, they're playing really hot. Um, that was coming off a game losing streak that the Dodgers contributed when they swept them in, in Los Angeles. So it's not going to be an easy weekend. Nolan Arenado's hot. He's starting to, you know, hit home runs. Wilson Contreras had two homers last night. You know, Paul Goldschmidt's obviously always a threat. The Cardinals are feeling good. Um, and the Dodgers, you know, kind of, it's a long road trip and they got to kind of get it going. And, you know, like I said, offensively, they did put up eight runs. That's good. Uh, but pitching wise, Another starter that failed to go past the fifth inning or past the – he didn't get into the fourth, but another starter that failed to get into the fifth inning, an, another long game for the bullpen. Uh, the bullpen struggles continue on this little stretch here, and I just think guys are tired. Well, you know, Andre Jackson wasn't, but, you know, Bickford, he's still probably feeling the effects from throwing, you know, 50 pitches the other night, and Almonte's thrown a lot recently too, and – you know, these guys are, are struggling. They need a breath and they need a starter to help them out. So, you know, Gonsolin, Kershaw, for sure, they need six out of them. You know, Tindergaard, ideally, at least five. Uh, but that all remains to be seen. So we'll, we'll come back on Monday and we'll talk about that. That's what's on tap, you know, for Monday's episode. Talking about these next three games. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Becoming every day and listen every day. Make it easy by on yourself by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. All you gotta do is search for Lockdown Dodgers. Tell your friends, tell your family, make sure that they become everydayers and you know you guys can be part of that club together. You can find us or you find podcasts and on YouTube. If you search Lockdown Dodgers, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent91. You can DM any of those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Terry Smart Advice Play Podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.